Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Celtic Now and for our podcast. My name is Ryan Clifford. Obviously, join me again is Robert Boyle. Robert, how's things, my man? Aye, okay, Ryan. Just hopefully tomorrow's a... Right spot of the this, the poor season that we've had. It's, I say it's it could be a. I kind of agree with. Me. I don't know if anybody's watching and yourself, but it's kind of listening to what Barry Ferguson said during the week in one of his articles. He basically says that if Sheffield day one and unbeaten, there's a so-called invincible season gets undone, that it could actually put them back for next season. Um, he basically says that there's no mean, meaningless games and these type of games, and I agree with him that way. But so he's no really favourite. He was saying was he was basically saying Rangers need to win if they want to kind of obviously keep up up the unbeaten run. And I think he's very sceptical of Celtic winning the game, which obviously I'm confident again that will happen. I know we said the last time that we were confident, but. I just think the way we've been playing against them the last two or three games and I just don't think it's... They've, they've done nothing to win the game. It's just we've been clinical and I, I said it on Twitter the other day that if, if we're clinical, we win the game because we've had a better them. I know the results haven't went, went for us but I just think it's it's our turn to win this now. I think it, we've got to, as we've kept saying for the last few weeks, <laughs> we're due to turn up sometime and I hope that this is a game where we at least do something because as we've said all season the fans will do something so what what formation would you go with Ryan what team would you go with I wouldn't go with Diamond mate not at all no, I, I, I wouldn't go with the Diamond either mate I know tell me your team and I'll tell you what I would go with I've been turning throwing right it might be a wee a wee kind of a wee maybe a cuff hanger but I would go full free free I'll be playing Forrest and Elanusi with Edward up front, McGregor, Tumbo and Brown, and then your back four. Just match them. Just match them, aye. I've been matching and go for it. If you play I'll, Forrest and Elanusi, you're going to stoke the wing back. Do you know what I mean? So instead of. I would go. When you go, Ryan, sorry. Instead of just a diamond, I just, I just, I'm scared it's going to play diamond and it's still worked. It doesn't work. You can't, as much as I'm, I know what my personal opinion would be playing the three in the middle, right? But McGregor and Brown, for me, as a sitting two, don't work. But maybe we are free with Tumble. It could give McGregor laxes to go forward and it can be maybe give Brown to go back. So you're, it's like a free but in a, a sequel. So I'm just thinking you've got to go for it. Again, see if we can beat five nothing, we can beat five nothing. If we can beat one nothing, we can beat it. Just I'd rather go for it than get beat than sit back and... I know it's it's one of these games it's like what do you do what do you do because if it's so happening who would you play at the back end line who would your defence be as much as I've slotted them all season I would play Taylor at left back because I think the games the last two games Lack Salt's been kind of shoulders I say to my old man I don't know if what you think it but I know he's no centre back but then if you play higher at right back it takes that away from the centre back but would you play Beaton at centre back with Welsh and play I at right back to stop the right back? To stop I back? understand that, I because I don't think Kenny's the answer. I think he's been poor the last two games as well. So it's a bit of a catch 22 in it. Do you be solid at the centre back or do you be solid at the wings or do you be solid at the, at the full backs or the right back? Do you put I at right back, put 
be Torrance centre back and you keep Taylor. It's for me. Okay, I, you put Ralston's not a great player, but you put him on just to push their full back further up the park because he's a pushing on full back just to keep them occupied further up the park. I'm not saying that's the option yeah, to go, but it's another option that you could hear him at to say Ralston likes to get forward, so their full back might not then want to push too far up the park because they get caught out. It just shows you <laughs> the barrel scraping when we're talking about Anthony Dalton playing right back for Celtic, isn't it? It shows you how fucking bad we've got in it, mate, that we've no got a right backs or left backs that you can say, oh, they feel a certainty to start, or they feel going to give you. For me, I would go a 4 2 3 1. I would drop Callum McGregor, whether people agree with that or no. I don't care, this is what I would go with. I'd go with Taylor left back, probably being in goals or hazard in goals. I don't know. I wouldn't go with Barkas because I just I don't rate the guy personally. I would go Ayer Welsh, obviously Kenny, because I don't think we've got much options. I'd have Sorrow and Brown in the middle as a defensive two. I'd have Tumbo further forward. I'd have Elanusi left and I'd have Boris Wright with Edward up front or maybe Griffiths. I don't know, but I think you've got to play Edward to the end of the season. Try and get my few goals and try and get his value up. Um, I, I I can agree with you that I know mate I can see your your balance of why you would do that um, I know I gave it I didn't slaughter Edward after the last, ga- the last game but basically what I said is what I was basically obviously I put up front myself and you're not just you're not just judged on your goals you've got to do a lot more than just go goals and if he wants to progress to as a Leicester or a Milan whatever it is he's got to run more he's got to chase more again mm-hmm. listen be on end of he could be injured and we don't know about this there could be something up with him yeah. again it's just I know or oh, he's know. the transfer sitting waiting to happen and Aye. people are saying to him by the way don't be doing something stupid don't overstretch don't be running the channels don't just get the last few games in the transfer's there it's signed deal with you don't know that's the thing with football now you don't know what's happening Um, you don't know as you say his agents might be telling him just Take it easy in the next couple of games. The league's done. There's nothing to get injured for. You don't want to ruin this £20 million move or whatever it may be. You don't know. That's the thing. You know what I mean? But you're looking... And we're looking for supporters for him to give a bit more. It comes across as lazy, but he's still your top talisman considering the other three boys were there up to much use. So you're still... He's the best that we've got, let's be honest. And... May it be a half-hearted Edward, he's still better than the other three strikers. Well, two we've got now because Carmel's away. Um, my opinion, uh, he's got to start because on his day, he's sensational, but he's just not been up to his races this year. On his day, as we've said on, on the podcast, <laughs> Rangers fans can argue, Hamilton fans can argue, Mullerville fans can argue. On his day, Edward is... By far the best one in Scotland by a mile. He's the best striker by an absolute mile. People talk about Morelos, blah, blah. I was what, what game is it? I was watching a game well, last week, I think Rangers, it might have been the Celtic Rangers game, and they mentioned about, oh, I think Morelos missed a chance, or oh, that's unlike him. Wait, Eric, he scored about one goal in 15 games during the season. So that, so mm. that, so. If he hangs like that, for me, for me, Edwards, as you mentioned, mate, he's your talisman as much as we've done wee polls saying should he play and all that. Listen, he's got to play, but and then you've got the, the flip of the coin. Kennedy's no saying Griffiths is fit. He's got he's three games to prove himself for the Euros, so how can he not be fit beforehand? It's, how does it take nine months into a season to be fit? And then now you've got fans shouting for Griffiths to play and he's maybe saying... By the again, I'm just going by what his articles are saying and what his press conference it might be playing. Yeah, it's just a wee hint you take from him. So I don't know if if, if he will go with maybe two up front and play Griffiths and Edward, but then if you're playing 4 4 2, you've got to drop a centre mid. So as you say, do you drop McGregor yeah. and do you play Tumble and Brown? I put I, yeah. I pull up my Twitter, um, I asked quite a good feedback for it, um, and based on I think they were saying. I think Brown just edged it. Brown's got to play. I said, did Brown play? Does Rogic come in or does Sorrow play? And they basically yeah. said it was too full between Brown and Sorrow. But I they, think you've got to have drafters in the middle of the park. Sorrow and Brown, for me, will graft. 
The girl's a good fit off there, but he's not going it doesn't put his foot in when it needs to be put in. It doesn't make dirty tackles that's need to be made. So I think t- Sorrow and Brown would be a good balance and against their ones in there. And I just that's why I feel I feel they've never played the two of them in the same team. Let's see how they go. Obviously Brown's come to end it and I don't I think Obviously, what Browns gave Celtic, I don't think Kennedy will drop him for that last game because it's a bit of a shit show if he does. So, I think bring McGregor up because McGregor's had a great season, he's played every minute practically or every game. So, bring him out and put Sorrow in. But I think he'll just go with what he wants. Simple, I think McGregor will be in there. I don't think Sorrow will be in the other team. I think Edward will be up front. I think he'll have mostly everything Marv says. Probably. Don't know whether Taylor lacks out. That's the only one I'd say he'll not know where to play. Um, but after lacks out's last performance there, I don't see him playing him. To be honest, he hooked him at half time. Normally that tells you that you've had an absolute horror show. <laughs> Best, <isn't> it? <laughs> um, yeah. To see if you just look at the last game, it's you're, if you're thinking it's the chances you're creating, and it's you're thinking how's that how's that not going in? Edward scores that again. It, if he scores that, you know, like, complex of the game, right? Aye. You would have been on the front foot, they'd have been on the back foot. No saying they were me, but just taking a chance, if you just take one of the chances and believe in yourself. I think a Celtic scored early on Sunday. They could go and score a couple, but I think the team's lacking belief. The team's mm. lacking confidence. It's just, I don't know whether they don't believe they can do it or they're you know, half arse some of them to even put that effort into there. I don't know. I don't know, but it's just the team's just on a right bad turn and confidence is lacking. Players are leaving. Players are not happy. It's just, you know what I mean? It's It needs a refresh. It was always going to need to refresh after this season, but now I think everybody's just desperate to get to the end of the season mm. and see what we've got in store, who's coming in and what we're going to do because it should be all in motion now because it's... You know how short the summers are and how short the quarterfires how quick the quarterfires can run. It doesn't stand for no man. So I think it's just behind the scenes it's got to be twenty four seven to be honest with Because obviously you're talking about Taylor and that. So I, I've I've no been abusive to Taylor, but I've given a wee bit of jip criticise him all season because I and I'll stand by it. I don't think he's good enough to take us to the next level. Again if We'll speak about the manager situation again, but if, if it is how it comes in, he might transform on a brilliant left back, you might. But I just I just think if you want to progress to what, as Mr. Lowell says in the league club, if we want to... Because next season, as we all know, it's, it'll be one of the biggest seasons in a long time because if we win the league, we qualify right away. It's right away, you're getting £25, £30 million. Players will want to come to you, so it's a massive season. And as you see, about the qualifiers, they're about 12 weeks away. Roughly, yeah. about that, and we've not got a manager. Well, we say we've not got a manager. I, I generally do believe we don't have it. a manager, we don't have a chief scout, we don't have a director of football. We're losing so many players. The turnaround's phenomenal. It's going to be like the old days when you used to see seven players get paraded in one day. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but I generally do believe that the manager's been sealed and delivered for weeks. I just think it's it's a waiting game now. I generally don't think I think so as well, Ryan. I, I don't think it. You know see, what I mean? apart from Eddie Howe, there's not really been any links. There's not been any rumours about anybody came in, which normally tells you something's happened and they're going for players. And I, I understand that even though they're going for players, things still need to be in motion. But the the guys who are leaving can't surely can't have duty of picking players like there's rumours to have a sky for Croatia rumours about them £6 million bid or something I don't know if it's just paper talk but I do believe there's I think it's been sealed for weeks I just think he's sitting there because suppose the rumours are that it's obviously how in Bournemouth his contract's up in the summer well I know that's true I don't know if that's a waiting game with Bournemouth and he's waiting for obviously their staff but I do think it is going to be him I just hope we've not got egg in our face it's not him but I just believe we obviously all the sources you hear, all the rumours and everything else. I just think I think Celtics are coming maybe look a bit stupid if it's no how now for what's been happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and Definitely. I think the fans and the journalists are looking a bit silly because as you say, every journalist for the English media and up here have been getting it how's a man, how's gone, how's here, and it's just about who comes in with him. And so you're just thinking 
the lead singer for the, for the Fellies, said on Fox Sport that he's seen him at the West End house hunting. So, to me, that normally tells and you. you like, and you like to think deals. somebody like that when he'd be coming to radio and telling you that if it was the truth. So, Nah, um, nah. And again, the more we've been able to tell Ryan, we have been told right. bits and bobs before. Obviously, a lot of people, but we don't obviously disclose it because some come, some are true, some are true. So, I we do get told them then it's normally a day after that ramps up in the papers or, or Twitter. Well, so, the thing, somebody must thing, know something. It's the thing you, you said, it was the thing we said the other day, and then a few years later, it was on our Twitter, we get ramped up. So, nah. just shows you what others been saying. It has been, it has been roughly right. So, for me, again, the more is another big, I keep saying a big chance, but if, if the manager is waiting, is, is watching, it's another chance for him to put on a show. It's three games to go, it's three games. Can I just be honest, some of them are fighting for the future now. I know I'll go into talk about Scott Brown because there's a matter about to talk about him, but there's a lot of players who maybe are fighting for their futures, maybe their own players who maybe they want to stay. It's one of the ones, but for me, it's only if we're going to keep a lump with it, will be a in my opinion. But well, no, we keep him and pay him. I don't know. Because um, mm-hmm. I think Howe's going to come in and just totally have his own say. And I don't, I don't think it will be. It's, it's similar to the Rodgers rebuild, in my opinion. You're basically going to have players who have underperformed, but maybe can perform better. And he might just come in and go, I don't need to sign five or six players. I want, I want, I want to sign a core group and I'll get them together again it could be that easy yep. not easy but it could be like a Rogers Bold and I generally think it is it's got a Rogers feel about it there's a bit of excitement if it is going to be how the fans are like right as you mentioned get this and done with win this game tomorrow get the season done and we'll just look forward to qualifiers we hopefully Eddie Howe and it is a bit of an excitement coming into the building we need excitement let's be honest it's been one didn't squad of our season it's not been very enjoyable has it I could probably put in one hand the games I've enjoyed this season and I would probably say too much in one hand to be honest with you but as you say it's just we know it's been one of the seasons it's been the worst season in 10 years Um, what Fermat Desmond said the last time when they knocked us at the Scottish Cup or the League Cup I can't remember what it was I was at it but Anyway, he said, I'll not be letting that happen again. They angered him because of how they were trying to treat him in the director's lines, supposedly. Um, so I don't think he'll take it lightly. Um, we don't know what Dermot Desmond does behind the scenes, but I think he'll be wanting to get back next season, as you say. It's £30 million, £40 million, straight into the Champions League. It's too big an opportunity to fuck up. You can't fuck it up. It's as simple as that. We fuck that up we could put them two or three years in front or two or three years behind. It's that important this season. I would even, if we have to play shit if it all that season just to win the league, just a hard spot it wins, then that may be, uh, if that's what it has to be, then I don't care. If it all doesn't need to be pretty next season, it's about who goes two or three years in front. Next season, that's what happens. That's what we need to be focused on. No, I agree with you, mate, because I generally do believe, as I say, for the get-go, you're not making excuses, but if there's fans in that run, we win 10 in a row. I've said it for day one, and it's it's gotten because Neil Wenneth was the manager and he was performing the way he was, and the players were performing the way they were, some of them would have been sold in January, and they'd let them in the bin there by October. So, it's... Uh, again, it but, me the board didn't have a plan I, either. They're completely arrogant. Aye. They didn't have a plan B. They didn't think, what if this gets fucked up? What if this goes wrong? They did not think that. And this is why it's taking so long now to get a manager in. And it's just, they arrogantly just thought it was a given. If they flung money at it, it was just going to happen. Because I'm not going to lie, mate. <laughs> I thought it was a given. I genuinely did. I was like, I just couldn't see. But again, as we say, hindsight is, is a fucking beautiful thing, isn't it? You've spent mm-hmm. £50 million, pound, you've kept your key players, you're thinking, right, it should be a shoo-in, because we look at the Rangers squad and what you're signing three transfers, they've signed Hadji, and now again, he, suppose when he signed, he was the best thing since sliced bread, now they're talking about what to sell him. We all know Hadji, was, it was, he signed on his, his dad's namesake, um, in my opinion, which is my opinion. Um, guy, Brian Ken, I, he gives you something that can maybe change a game, but... Again, I think he's overhyped. One of the, one of the, the last game we played them, 
obviously the game before that, the last game, he ran the ball at the park about 13, 14 times. Nobody says that, but as soon as Laxalt does a, a bad thing, it's all Laxalt's a terrible player. It's you don't get a balance between the two of them. Um, but uh, I, I just personally think it's one bad season. I generally just think it's it's a total damn squibby season we've had. Um, there's so many things have been wrong. As we've spoken about before, we don't want to go on everything because you don't want to go back on everything that's happened because we've been through it all. I just hope that the game tomorrow, we won it. And it's to, in the day, you might just hope there's some beating one of them because let's be fair, it's another, it'll be another nail in the coffin if we don't. You've lost your 10, they went unbeaten, but we have done. I know it's not the full domestic season unbeaten, it's maybe the league season that went unbeaten, but so none of this comparison is to our season because that's that team we had shits the absolute floor of that team we have got. So there's no comparison, but Rangers fans have been having their twitter. I know it may be a laughing joke, but you can't really compare. Well, I think you generally believe that, right? I do think you generally believe that. I think you're a bit. Right up the, up the stairs. Honestly, mate, it's... I generally don't know how Twitter's free sometimes when you see stuff like that because I watched that game back the other day, the, the game that won the games that, on the anniversary games, and I'm like, I'm like what's that team we had? I understand uh-huh. that they were no, no at their best, right? But you've still got to turn up money games. It's all about pressure. And it's, it's sad when you look back and you're thinking... We we only had that about two three years ago, man. And it no, just shows you how we must have lost a good part of seven or eight players there anyway. But it just shows you and how we replaced them with quality. It just shows you how cool football is and how quickly football can change. Aye, no, definitely. It's you look back in that team. It's it was full of internationals, men, and powerful, pacey players. You know, I wouldn't say well, I say we're lacking in that, and I feel the more we need to defend better post balls and um, corner kicks and stuff like that um, balls into the box somebody just needs to win their head on it I don't care the clatter into a guy I just want to see somebody putting a bit of bravery in front of you there's too many odds up looking for somebody behind them or somebody to decide them to take responsibility and they just don't seem to do it and that's I think we've lost what, 48% of our goals to balls into the box and close balls and that nobody dealing with that Total shambles for a couple of years. Like, that's something you would expect to be an Inverness or a Dunfermline or something. You know what I mean? No. I'm not saying that I'm not dissing the teams, but I'm just saying all like doing teams that obviously don't put much into their training as Celtic and as much money and sports scientists and everything else that comes with it. I just feel coaching everything. It's just we shouldn't. I mean, we've no learned the full season. It's, it's sham- shambolic to be quite honest with you. It's been a hard watch, isn't it? It's been a very yeah. hard watch. Um, I keep saying about the last two or three games against them if we take our chances, but I generally just believe it. As he says, if we get if we get the first goal to take our chances, we've got the ability and the capability to go and win the game three for nothing. That's not with a new old grasp. Even though we've not played well last season, you've still got yeah. the ability to play on that park. Just as you mentioned, we've still got James Forrest, who's supposed to be fitting back. That'll give us a game changer. Um, you've got so Edward might actually have an opportunity to get goals. He might not need to have the ball at his yeah. feet all the time and create his own chances. So that's why I, I was thinking about maybe going to three 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 because at least you've got two. Elanus and Forrest, two attacking wires, and then you've got Edward. So you've got you've got you've got options up there. Um, but I just generally think we need to win the game because we're not going to hear. We're just not going to stop hearing that. But going unbeaten all, all season, I frame if we don't stop it. And I generally think it's, I do agree with what Barry Felton says. There's no meaningless games. And for us to stop that, that's a big incentive. And it should be a big incentive for the players. And it should be a big incentive anyway to win the game against your rivals at their park. That's no something you can argue. That should be. We've only scored one goal against them now in four games. That's shambles again. I know McGregor's had some brilliant saves, but. You surely got to, as you say, you take your chances. You score two or three a game, but you just don't seem to take them. So, rush a blood to the heat, overthinking things, harried shots in it. It's like, there's need to just get on the ball and kind a wee bit of composure and try to slot the ball into a corner. Aye, it's because I do understand that obviously a few people in the live team are talking about Forrest and 
sometimes it doesn't really turn up for the games. I've said that as well. I understand that, but we need we need I can width. change again. I can change again. Yeah, just an absolute switch of light. And I've been critical of the years of Forest. Um, people know me personally. I've been at the games. I'm like Forest, for fuck's sake, and this and that. And because I think defensively, he's he's poor. I don't think he does enough defensively. But when you look back at his stats and you look back at the games where we were unbeaten with Rodgers, Hammond and Sinclair were superb defensively. So I, I'm really talking bollocks because the stats, you know, these days, Robert Bate and stats are a big thing. And his stats tell me I'm I'm talking rubbish. So for me, I would play Forrest if he's fully fit. See if he's no fully fit, see if he's 80% fit, I'd rather 80% Forrest playing even for 60 minutes because it'll give you a different dimension um, and it'll give you a chance to go up the park as you say to create chances and we just need to be clinical That's a, I think if we're clinical we win the game I know we need to defend but I just think if we score our chances we win the game I know that's that's a bit of cliche because you need to score a chance to win a game of football that's fucking my goal stuff I'm saying there but in general if we create our chances and score them and actually defend properly it gives us a chance because we just need to try and not concede because I think if we concede early on you know you're like oh, here we go again aren't you well Lumberland well Lumberland Rangers the very few shots and chances against us but they have been clinical with our chances we are probably creating three times as much chances against them but we are not being clinical that's the complete difference in the games and when you're talking about Forest where are you rating or where are you going Look at the games we put them and look at how much we needed our James Forrest in the team to create goal-scoring opportunities or scoring. You can see it against smaller teams that like to be compact when we had no natural wood, how much they're going on. James Forrest would drag him wide with a throat. We'd open the game up. We just had, it was so narrow with them. Obviously, we've no, we've no what a lot of winners. Nike Johnson's been out all season as well. Um, so we've not really been blessed in the woods, and I think that's been the big kill off this season. We've not had any wood all season. And when Forrest came back here, we started scoring goals. You've seen it against Livingston, taking goals, creating chances, scoring chances, and then he gets injured again. It's just been Julian's been out of the back all season as well, mostly all season. So we have been a bit unlucky in a lot of aspects, but tomorrow we just need to turn up, mate, put a performance in, and hopefully get a result. But I hate saying oh we're going to always win because it seems to backfire but I hope they go to day win this one mate I as I say if you defend well enough you take your chances it sounds easy but football isn't as easy as it makes it so we'll just need to see and what team he goes through we don't know because as you mentioned they could find a spanner a box and play them barely yeah. I don't think he will but it just won't surprise me if he finds a few surprises because we all think the team is just about going to be Part of one or two players, it could be set in stone, but it could fund them belly in and put a B span on the watch, which I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against. In the days, three games to go, why not play the boy? It could be something different. It could drop Belanusi and play Forest in the belly. It could change the whole system because you, know, you need to try something to change it. And if it has gone four three three or four four two with two winners, then I why not try the wee guy? Because it's only against Aberdeen. I don't, and I thought, I don't think it will either, but. I did think he'd done, I know it was only 15 minutes against Aberdeen, but you he might go with Griffiths in Edward, but he uh, might swing uh, that in. You don't know. You can see with him barely that he's a natural winger. I know it was only 15 minutes with Aberdeen, but he was getting the ball, he's trying to take it, he's trying to do something, but you can see the difference to the height in it and the, the physique, the first team players to him, and he's only, you can see the difference, can't you? It mm-hmm. shows you how much, as I carry to head all day in the podcast, I can't remember how, 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 the last one oh. talked about how the difference is for like, Scott. I might be Scott be saying it to me. The difference is for still to this day for the youths to the first team, it is still a big gap. And I think we need to try and bridge that. And again, how do you bridge that? Is it through coaching? Is it through. Is it, do you know what I mean? Jonathan? That's what it was. Aye, it was Jonathan. Um, I, so I, it was uh, Jonathan Burns, aye. Jonathan. Um, how do you change that but mm-hmm. is it through coaching is it through gym work is it through I don't know how you change the difference of, because it is as Jonathan says it is getting a bit less and less now and these guys on the community team 
and playing right away anymore. They haven't to play four I or think five games. The whole thing is, is back 80s and 90s, isn't it? Um, not even 90s, like the 80s now. I think they used to be able to give them to like junior teams to toughen young boys up. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'd be allowed to do that now because obviously they say obviously it would harm their development and the physicality of the junior football. Whereas a way back then, I think that was the way to toughen them up just because the way the societies went there. So that might have been a, lot, a big part of it. I don't, I'm just putting an option out there. And obviously the Zell football was a big part of it as well. Wasn't it? That's something we've spoken about as well on previous podcasts mm-hmm. that we kind of spoke about it. And then about a few weeks later, it was in the paper and it was all happening. So obviously it was already in the pipeline, but I do believe that if Reserve football was was in the Scottish game, it would help, especially it would help guys at that level, at the youth level, instead of playing against your development guys all the time. I think it would help them. Because um, as you say, years ago, you used to be able to watch like Simon Ferry's, kind of, yeah, Simon Ferry and that Tommy Burns era. You could you used to be able to watch that and sell it TV and you've seen some of the first team guys playing and it was brilliant. And, and all the guys speak about how good that was. Simon Ferry talks about how he played with Paul Lambert and he says he learned Made off Paul Lambert like the minutes he did half a team point training. And that just shows you how good these guys are. Maybe like say like Scott Brown playing against I don't, like the belly in the youth system. How much is he gonna run that Scott Brown like the minutes? I know that's that's his position, but just the know how, the experience, the awareness, everything that comes with that. And I generally think it would help these young players in the future if they can get a coach league or a reserve system back at the Scottish football. Definitely, I've spoken about a million times. It's, it's the only way you're going to develop young boys now because a lot of them are just playing at their own level and not getting the chance to really develop. And a lot of players try and get more and stuff like that into the first division in Scotland and that now, didn't they? That's the only way they're going to do it. But not everyone even gets a chance to go there. Um, but I think that's the right way to toughen them up. And just to see, take them out of the Celtic bowler being pampered. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just to see at smaller clubs how they're running, how these people are busting their gut to make a living, whereas some of them are living a pampered lifestyle at Celtic. Is I think it was Sam that told us before, Sam Wardrobe, that says um, that you're treated like pure a king yeah. at these mm-hmm. at Celtic and how everything's five-star rating. It's like top chefs, they even move people houses, top schools, everything's really thought out. And when you come out of that, it's a culture change. It's like, well, I'm too used to having everything laid at my feet, whereas when they go to small clubs, it's maybe you're having to graft a wee bit more for your money. You know what I mean? So, I think that's probably the thing with most big clubs in it. A lot of young boys are are talented and they just get lazy on it. So just that as well, see, like, Dembele or Henderson or whatever. Well, Henderson's a bit of Dolphin, but see, Dembele did go down to like Wave Rovers part-time. Maybe, but I don't want this. I want to be in a big team. Exactly. I, 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 I think a few players have spoken about that in other podcasts and you see in the other, other podcasts or doing YouTube and interviews and they say that, I think. I've I done one, I watched one of our days under the caution. It was a guy, a camera guy doing South, but he says he's been doing in the lower leagues for like six months to, to get fit. And he says he can bat and fuck, I'm not going back to noon again. I want to stay up here. And I think that's something the Colt leagues and reserve leagues it would help you in a way because it would give you experience and maybe playing against other guys at that level. And again, we all know what happens. Can we afford it with the money now? I don't know. Um, and obviously, Scott Brown, it's his last game at Ibrox for Celtic. Maybe he's his last biggest game at Celtic. Um, people are obviously hammering Horne where he starts or me, the guys go to start. He's, 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 he's pitiful to what we do, I think, on Sunday again. Um, and I think maybe maybe a wee extra thing for him to play good as well, to, to maybe play really well because he, he knows his last game for Celtic Ibrox. So, but maybe a, maybe a lot of pressure on him as well to play well for himself. So I, I just I do think it's it will be a sad day when he leaves. Um, I think it will be a sad day tomorrow, knowing it's his last game against Rangers, and he won't be the guy who's going to be walking up with the captain armband again. I just think again. Have we got somebody waiting next year to come in and take the captain's armband? Because for me, I know McGregor's maybe going to be the guy who's maybe going to get it because he's a lot of interviews, he's been the, the forefront. But 
my opinion, I wanna give him. This is my opinion. I don't think he's he's getting the grab to, to do it. Well no, I might be wrong. No. It's just my opinion. I don't think we've the only captain I would say we've got is maybe Ayer, Julian maybe at a push. I don't know. But we've only really got a leader of men on and off the park. Again, I might be talking shite. Players might players might come out and say McGregor does a lot off the park that we don't see. It makes him a captain. Mm-hmm. So but just on the park, I would like to get if it is Eddie Howe comes in, brings a leader I'm brings a big leader. What if he signs somebody completely that he's been with Burnham or somebody knows down south and goes, right, he's my captain. He's all going under him. It's just things you just don't know. You know what I mean? He might look at Celtic team and say, that lacks a leader. Like, may it be a Josh King he brings in and go, right, Josh King's a captain. I'm just putting that out there as a name. I'm mm-hmm. not saying, I see what I've got to sign on it. But somebody like that, he might say, I've worked with him before. I know how good he is with players. I know how good he is in dressing them. We don't know. It's as simple as that. So it's just all ifs and buts in it till we obviously know who the manager's going to be and then who's staying and who's leaving. So I just think in the first Scott, I will, I will, I will speak about Scott Brown obviously in a, maybe a podcast later on in the future basically about his career but I just generally think that he's been underrated by a lot of fans. Just not just Celtic fans, Scotland fans and, and the Basically, kind of worldwide as well. People say that he couldn't play down south, and we all know that <laughs> Bins get rejected for down south. Spurs wanted him, Newcastle wanted him, and he said, No, I've just signed for Celtic. I want to continue my journey here. And it's it's I, close to I, I generally do believe at his peak, he could have played down south, no bother at all. People say he couldn't, I think he could. He could yeah, have. Oh, Oliver McBurney can play down south. I'm not saying he's in the same position, but I think Aye. I would. Sub him at five aside, to be honest, I think he's that bad. There's other guys down south, like guys like Joey Barton, Joey Barton, a career down south, come up here. I know he might be finished, but Scott Brown showed him who his balls up here. So, and the thing as well, I always remember the game that was Roy Keane that came up here in the game at Ibrox. I always remember how good he was, and again, that just shows you, yeah, absolutely. I watched an interview, who was it? Oh, Dave, it was a podcast I watched. It was Adam Burgo. It was a guy, Callum, on Twitter. He's done a podcast with Adam Burgo and I listened to it. And he says that week, Roy Keane, was, his, hip, his hip was fucked. He was popping painkillers and painkillers and painkillers mm-hmm. because he's seen that the press were, um, the press were basically saying it was him and Barry Ferguson who was better than all that and he's like, aye, aye, he's like, he's like, he's like, I'll fucking show him. Who's a fucking boss on Saturday? And he was. He was superb. He was outstanding that game. We won one and, no. and But Adam Buggle says he says for three weeks he's happy as fuck. He was done for three weeks. But he, uh, he was he was a winner. He wanted to prove. Listen, I'm not finished yet. And people are I don't want off topic, but I'm just trying to say that he's come up and he's done well up here. Barton had done all right down there and he came up and he failed. But I generally think Scott Brown could, could have been down south and done well. Um and I just think that. Maybe in a few years' time, he might get a bit, bit more appreciation of what he's done at Celtic. Um, as you say, it's a massive goldfish bowl here. The pressure to play here week in, week out, train here week in, week out, is, it's, the same, it's the same as the City Rangers. It's massive. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely massive. And it takes, a, as you says before, it's a certain character to come and play here because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a massive, massive club. And I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Jerry the other day about it and Celtic are a massive, massive institute of club. People don't realise how big Celtic are. I know they're in Scotland, yeah. but worldwide, the pressure of playing in Scotland and managing, it's, it's fucking huge. It's different to, it's different to like, this is where I've obviously been in England, you've got to laugh. It's like, if you get into the top four, it's a success. I don't, I don't find that, I can just support a team and go, wow, we finished. I'm not saying that. Obviously, Celtic been doing it. It's a different kind of fish, obviously, right? But like you see, what Arsenal and fans know that they used to actually celebrate as if they won a trophy, finishing fourth. And I thought that's a pure weak mentality to actually celebrate that. I know it's, they see it's in England or and they don't date in Spain as much in Germany, but because of all this Champions League change, it's like oh, we're going to Champions League. And I just feel it's it's Celtic at Arsenal finishing the top four. I'm not saying Arsenal are a big club and stuff, but. Some of the English clubs just accept B 
been in the top four is a success. I don't think that's a success. I think that's the best of the rest, and that's you either want to win or winning is mm-hmm. what Celtic's all about. You've got to win everything. If we finish second in the league, that's more success. It's just doesn't it? It's not accepted. First in Scotland and Glasgow's that's the only thing you're a success. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a different mentality to coming up to England or coming to an off team. As you might get away with that with other teams and other supporters, but you'll not get away with it in Glasgow. Um, I just the English Premiership just makes me laugh sometimes. It's like West Ham are pushing Chelsea for the top four finish, and you're going, "That's pathetic." Chelsea spent two hundred seventy-three million pounds in the know, summer. I know. It's a success to finish in the top four. Come on, you know what I mean, Ryan? That's that's. I'm glad that we are raw in Scottish football and still got that passion. You know what I mean? Then it's the route where we plateaued. Somebody must leave and all that, you know what I mean? Tonky, I'll get out of Arsenal and all that, you know what I mean? Pure handbags and the supporters are different. As you say, success to me is winning trophies. Um, obviously, for us exactly. for us to qualify for the group stages of Champions League, that's success for us because of where we are. But because of how difficult to make it. Um, and I just think, obviously, the manager situation, I know there was. I think was it son of the record trying to report that Kennedy was getting the DOF. I was like, this is just another made-up story to try and get headlines. And obviously, Kennedy community says whoever says that's talking, talking mm-hmm. rubbish because it's I haven't even been had a chat. So, um, obviously, the rumours are that it's how if it is Eddie how, as you mentioned, a winning mentality we need to bring back in. Um, and I just think he's a guy. He's, Again, I've been watching Messi's coaching stuff because I'm just, I'm generally my heart set on him and I'm going to be gutty when he's not here. People think, I fact, I was listening to the Super School Board the other day. I asked him to text you about it. People who are watching and who, who listen to the podcast, which release a laugh. It was Mark Weedy and I think Cameron Twelfth's own, was it Hardy or Ferguson? Somebody was on the Super School Board. No, Wilson. I think it was Mark Wilson, Mark Weedy. And, um, and they were talking about how who would you rather have, Stephen Gerrard or Eddie Howe? And the two of them said Stephen Gerrard. And honestly, Robert, I, me and my dad were listening to us. I, I, I took my headphones off and I went, are you shitting me? A guy who's had Liverpool under 18s or whatever it is, he's won one trophy in nine years, but you want to take care of a guy who's managed in the Premier League for so many years, he's managing down south so many years, He's managed youth players, he's brought them up to the Premier League, he's won trophies, got them up, won promotions, got them up. I think he finished, was it 11 for 10 from the Premier League at Bournemouth? And the only reason no. they've been doing this because he says because... We've had injuries. We ran out of gas, injuries, we, we, we lost a philosophy. Yeah, I, I remember watching one of their games and I think he had 11 for 15 players. Uh-huh. And that was them fighting relegation and they nearly survived it at the end of the season. And I thought, that is one unlucky team because they've just, and then Aston Villa got a goal scored against them that season and it VR and they got it and it would have slid up otherwise. So I think it was very unlucky. I think obviously it just took its toll on them at the end. But I were incredible job in the bottom now. So why you know that's I don't know whether to say that to be controversial and just get people phoning in. Because old old Duke Evans is famous for that, isn't he? And it was shitty coach. He says it the last time Celtic played Rangers at Ibrox is a oh, that's that's Rangers get an easy run to the cup to win the cup. Uh, you know what I mean? And they go and get knocked out with St Johnston. So he's disrespecting everybody. I, you know what I mean? I, I just genuinely believe I that quote for you. I have got a bit of respect for Hugh Keevans obviously because he, he's done well in the media, but when it comes to some of the Calvin Davidson should be manager of the year. Without a shadow of a doubt. See, even if I don't win that, I wouldn't beat him today. He's good. He's, I think, to be fair, again, I, I actually quite, I quite like Simon Ferry when it comes to his opinions of football because he says this is George with finished third, and they're close to it. It's close to it, and he yeah. said, I think he says next year they'll finish third. He says, listen, he'll yeah. do well at them, and again, he's turned out to be right. He's done really well, um, yeah. and that's how many money. Remember, it's in George. Yeah, exactly. a lot of money. Yeah. So. Um, developing a lot of young players and um, I know a lot of people were saying saying a goalkeeper nah sorry I know me. he's a and then, bonus, and, then they were, and then they were saying sign the boy Sean Rooney because I see a fan no as much as no, Sean Rooney is good to beat his dancing the only one I would say is 
I think it's a young boy in midfield, Ali McCann, I think it is. Aye. I think he's a good I wouldn't say him for certain, but Aye. he's the most brightest prospect mm. out of St. Johnston. You know what I mean? But I just own the fact of how, honestly, listen, I don't listen to Super School anymore, right? I've kind of boycotted nah. it because I don't care what anybody says, it's getting mad anti Rangers as it goes. It's already anti Celtic, just Rangers all the time. It's the same as Premier Sports all night. It was, uh, it was, it was all Rangers, and I think it was a, it was a, it was a sports scene game or something. It was, it was, it was a, it was a Dun- 18, Dun- 18 Aberdeen game, Scottish Cup game. Peter Lovingrands was on the panel. What is Peter Lovingrands doing on a panel which United in, in, in um, Aberdeen? Why is that Rangers a Celtic player on a panel? That's not a debut. You know what I mean? That's why I think football is, football is finished like that, man. It should be Aberdeen player, United player, or former players. That's their game. That's not a debut. That's not a debut show the Rangers. Just, it's, it's just we things like that. They annoy me now. Um, my dad tells me I'm getting pure bitter. I'm not getting bitter. I'm just getting annoyed because it's tough. I'm like, <laughs> Why is that happening? Why is that been why is that been allowed? Um but only the how I that comment was ridiculous that they says honestly I couldn't believe honestly I think I was eating something and I was part out of it. I was honestly I was like you an experienced Premier League manager who has been tipped for the Spurs job, Newcastle, England job, but you want to take a guy who's won one trophy in nine season because Celtic of listen, we've said before, I take my heart at Rangers to have won the league with Fair and square, they've won, they've played well, they've won, but it's to us to have a total capitulation and mix up, yeah. a pandemic to happen with any fans. A lot has, I say, we don't want to go on it, but only the how, if he signs with a the scarf, then I'll, I'll be happy. And I will be happy, guy. I think you'll transform us. I really do. I hope that it comes in and just does. Like Roger's done. I think that's the similar feel I'm getting. I hope the board back him, but with everybody he wants. I hope it's no pretty or we can give you that one guy, but Aye. you need to keep John Kennedy or you need to keep Gavin Stratton or we need to pick a director of football for you. I hope it's no in that case because they've seen what happened to Lennon and it just doesn't work. The guy's got to have people in about him he can trust and go to or what he needs at specific times. Definitely, mate. I think it's well, according to the articles, Desmond's going to give him a war chest, plus a war chest, 15 million, 20 million. I don't know, but as you mm. say, with the, the League Cup final, when Rogic missed a penalty, and obviously Dave King was in, was it Charles Green or Dave King was in the ears? Ha <laughs> ha That's us back. And as you say, Lowell went, ah, oh, fucking no chance. We went with Rogers. I think this has got a summer feel to it because I generally think the board, I know the board have been quiet. But I think they've took it on this season and realised that this can't happen again. Because um, as we all know, we've got the biggest, probably, the fan, biggest fan base in Scotland. We've got the, the most money. We're still, in my opinion, got the best squad. It's just not worked out this season. Um, but obviously, they gain the moral, just trying to win the game, stoke the rut a wee bit, and they're unbeaten run. But obviously, your last thoughts, and obviously overall, recently, Recent news, Robert, the game tomorrow, which obviously are your last thoughts before we end it there. Um, hopefully, get a result tomorrow. I'm not even going to make a prediction. One or two, one, whatever. As long as we win the game, get the game at the road and then get the announcement of some sort of manager, director, football, what it may be, and start progressing and getting everything into action for the start of next season because we need to get the season book sale, sale. We need to New strips are coming out. When they need some sort of thing to sell it to the fans. They need a manager, they need a director football well they may be going that route. And to sell strips, they need a name to come in. Sell strips with a name on the back yet. So I reckon by next week you would you should really know where Celtic are gonna be next season and what sort of way we're gonna go. Like half are gonna do and probably obviously we'll know more about fans getting into stadiums as well soon. Mm-hmm. If the numbers stayed in, which would be good, be a positive. Eh? It would definitely be a positive outcome for next season as well, especially when you manage them. It'd be a shame if it was a big manager like Eddie Howe and you can't have fans to go and like Rogers. It'd be a bit of a shame. Um, like Laxalt, as much as Laxalt might not be the best he's been here, but I do agree with what he says that he's, he's got to do he can't play in front of the fans. I think that's maybe a 
again, that could be something that's that is affecting these players. But again, he's you better watch it, can't because uh, some of his performance is <laughs> beginning for him. I know it's catch 22, isn't it? Do you want the fans uh, in? I give you abuse, no fans, you've got abuse outside, so it's uh, smart, ones. But again, I agree with what you're saying, mate. I just hope we. We do get three points to board, and they, as as I've said, stop the rut. And I do agree with Barry Felix. I think if we do win the game, it puts a wee bit of, wee tiny bit of doubt in your mind for next season. Uh, exactly, um, a lot of a lot of the other things like get knocked out the cup with St Mum and St Johnston. It's putting doubt amongst them. It'll be a battle. Well, support well, and the papers, and that would just add to it. You know what I mean? If we went there and beat them, it'd be oh, hold on a minute here. Aye. So I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. I says me, I just hope when we're back on, it's a victory and no other negative podcast. But again, Robert, thanks again, mate, and take care. Keep safe, keep well. Cheers, thanks, mate. Thanks, same with you, mate. See you soon, mate. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter. A health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.